What is up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. On today's episode, it is almost MLB trade deadline, so Matt and I are diving into the biggest team needs for all the buyers in Major League Baseball and some players to watch out for that could be making moves for your team here at the trade deadline. But first, you know what time it is. Let's run the music, baby. I'm going to let you drive the pod today, which will be fun. It'll be nice. You know, it's a dog days of summer. I'm going to sit passenger today. Uh, definitely will chime in, but we'll make it happen here. We're going to break this episode down into a couple parts. We're going to start for the trade deadline series here, this trade deadline episode of the teams with the biggest needs. So I think you said you broke it down. And I'll let you explain to the viewers and listener uh, exactly what we're going to go through. But all the teams that are basically buyers at the deadline, right? Yeah, you know, we had talked about before we recorded today what exactly we wanted to do. We looked at a couple of lists of the players that are going to be available. And when I went through each player, each player's got like five realistic landing spots, right? Because realistically, these team needs, as we go over them team by team, they're all very similar. A lot of it's bullpen, a lot of it's starting pitching. That's every single season, right? Right. Um, So kind of to kick off here, we'll just start in the AL East. We'll start with the Yankees. I think, you know, offensively, offensively, they're kind of set. The emergence of Matt Carpenter has been huge for them at second base, kind of his utility ability. Um, I don't think they necessarily need to add a bat. So starting pitching, I think they have to go out and get Luis Castillo or they have to go get Montas. And I think because of the concern with Luis Severino's shoulder, they probably will go out and get Castillo. Montas himself is hopefully coming back after the all-star break from his own shoulder strain shoulder soreness so i think having two guys if they were to add montas with severino would be a little bit kind of concerning um but right as it stands right now the yankees have to go into the playoffs with another arm garrett cole's been very very good this season nestor cortez obviously has been dominant but can we really expect for that to last in the playoffs Uh, you know i'm not confident with that i think if they want to run this gauntlet beat the astros they've got to add castillo uh, and then, you know, possibly an on-base guy if they add another player, uh, something, you know, a little bit cheaper throughout the market. Kind of moving yeah. on. We Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Here, I'll just chime in after every team, if you don't mind. Okay. Because uh, I have a question. Um, So with the Yankees, yeah, I mean, all I, you know, most of these teams at the top, like, could always use another starting pitcher, of course, right? Like, I definitely agree with you. I think the Yankees could easily use one to kind of solidify, yeah, we're probably going to make that World Series run to get them in there over the Astros. Um, My question, though, so if they do go with a position player, right, like you mentioned there at the end, wouldn't you think, and wouldn't you think they're going to be, you know, eyeing another left-handed bat? You know, they have all these righties. Like, you would think they're probably going to go try to get another left-handed batter, yeah? Yeah, but this is the problem. Like my biggest fit for them is Brian Reynolds, but he's also the like biggest number one bat on the market outside of maybe you know William Contreras, right? Uh, because of the fact that he has three years of team control with Pittsburgh, for the most part, team friendly arbitration as well. This guy isn't a massive power hitter, but you're talking about a guy that's going to step into your outfield and be a top thirty outfielder. He's an on base guy. He's a switch hitter, and he's a good defender. With you know again three years. That was all supposed to be Joey Gallo, right? Like, obviously, the OBP was there for for Gallo. The strikeouts and the average were not. 
Um, and Gallo has been an absolute disaster there. So do you really want to give up more assets now to go get Brian Reynolds? Like give up a lot to get Gallo last year. And again, these kids in Texas are never going to be all like superstars, but they're good players. Right. It's basically the package that you probably would have had to trade for Brian Reynolds this year. So they've already really kind of depleted that minor league system. I, I would Garrett Cooper, who's a right-handed hitter, you know, maybe Andrew Benatendi, but even Benatendi's going to cost. He's going to call. He's an all-star. So yeah, he's going to cost more leg. now. Um, yeah, but Benatendi and, and Reynolds would be the two guys that, if the Yankees are going all in, they those are the targets on offense at least. Yeah, and I mean at the end of the day too, coming into the All Star game, right? We're recording this on the All Star game day, the nineteenth. Um, they have a plus one ninety nine run differential, right? So the obvious needs of improvement aren't necessarily on offense. So I feel you. Well, and you know we've talked about this too, though. What happens if they go into the playoffs and within one series they're cold, right? Like yep. you got to add that Luis Castillo. You got to get that pitcher to at least make sure if those bats are cold, you can withstand. But the Brian Reynolds, the Andrew Benatendi, those are the guys that squeak across maybe one or two runs in those playoff games that really changed the entire complexity because now you're not reliant on the home run. Yep. Um, All right. Moving on to Houston. (laughs) I like Houston. They've got six guys in the rotation right now. They're running a six. I think Brian Orizzi is kind of a joke, but it is what it is. Um, I don't think starting pitching is necessary here. I think this offense is good enough to keep guys um, like your Quiddy, Valdez, more than ca- like capable and comparable in the the playoffs. So I think bullpen to kind of patch over Presley. Uh, Presley's getting a little bit older. He's been a little inconsistent. He has knee issues, which I guess on his landing leg has caused concerns with his control. And like that's just not something I want to hear for a possible World Series team. I would turn up the bullpen um, as well as going out and getting Wilson Contreras. They have Martin Molinato, you know, former Milwaukee Brewer, former OC Angel. He's a good catcher. Yeah. Good catcher, not a good offensive catcher. So I think with this team that's going to ultimately try to beat the Yankees with their bats, go out and get the number one catcher. You know, he's going to be available with the Cubs. He's ready for an extension. Like just go out, go get him. Um, And you can also play him around. You know, you can play him at DH if Jordan's going to be in the outfield. And then I think also Brian Reynolds kind of partially fits in here too as well because the Astros have kind of been playing a makeshift offense a little bit in the uh, in the outfield. If Alvarez is out there, he's playing with Tucker, but like there is partial opportunity for Brian Reynolds to play. And I, I think he's a name we're going to see with almost every one of these contenders because he's just so versatile and these contenders for the most part sure. have an opening. Um, but my two biggest needs for Houston are bullpen and then catcher. Yeah, I, I think I'd be shocked if they didn't go. Uh, I, I've been seeing, I think there's a little bit of smoke around the Contreras to um, Houston is, is kind of what I've been seeing online, you know, because it makes sense. Like you said, he can catch, right? Or he can go DH. We can put Jordan in the outfield, right? Because I'm sure Maldonado needs to catch Verlander, for example, yeah. right? Maybe he has a couple guys. I know like Kershaw for the longest time had his own catcher in LA, right? And he cost the Dodgers at the plate. They didn't have the luxury of the DH. Now they do, obviously. But um, not, I don't have too many questions or disagreements there. I think, you know, if they can sure up their bullpen, if they can make sure that they have maybe one more solid bat, right? That Contreras, Reynolds, uh, even Ben Attendee, right? We can throw him in there. We can throw any of these well, younger... Well, Cooper from Miami, not a yeah, bad player. It's not a bad player at all. I mean, they need a... They need a you know, a third, fourth bat, right? You don't need to come in and be the superstar. You need to be the 
Uh, I always think like the Shane Victorinos of the world, yeah. right? The guy who, yeah, you're not the sexiest player on the team, but you know, you come up and make the biggest hit, the David freezes of the world, you know, like these yeah. guys that are average at best, you know, but no, not average above average, but David when they're freeze. up at the plate, when it matters the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully agree with you. And you, you cannot pick out David freezes, right? Like those guys just, they're grinders. They're ball players. 100%. Shane Victorino is a great name too. Flying Hawaiian out there, man. Like, Hell yeah. I remember the series he had. I think it was NLDS, and it was just like he beat them himself. And it's yeah, just, yeah. Know. He he had a, he had a sweet run in Philly, man. He was yeah. really really fun. So uh, these next two teams, honestly, it's yeah. uh, we're talking to talk about Minnesota and Tampa here. Yeah, um, I we'll start with Minnesota first and foremost. I think they fizzle out here. I think the Guardians are going to shock a lot of people in the second half. I think the White Sox also can kind of get their shit together. Um, and Minnesota, like, they have a lot of needs. That starting rotation is not good. It's not terrible. Good. And that's my biggest need for them. They don't have the assets to go. Uh, they have the assets. I don't think they're going to be willing to give up the assets to go up and get Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas. And because of that, I think they're just going to stand pat. Maybe they're going to show up the bullpen a little bit, which could be fine. Um, Johan Duran is at the back of that bullpen right now as well as a couple other makeshift pieces. Like This is a team that was not supposed to be this good, um, but because obviously they have Buxton and they have Correa, uh, Kirloff's back, like they have performed well. And with the White Sox playing awful, here they are. Um, but I don't expect them to make a big push. I would, again, expect kind of a bullpen arm or two and just see if they can continue this trend and if this division can continue to be bad. Yeah, I was curious. I, I, this is the other team that I was really curious about Contreras to. I think this is the wild card team for Contreras just because of that Midwestern vibe, right? They have a lot of the Hispanic guys on their team, right? I feel like he'd be a really good cultural fit there and where they can just fully be all in on, yes, we might need to score nine runs a game to win in the playoffs, <laughs> right? And like, we're just going to be that team. We've got Buxton. We've got Korea. You add Contreras in there, right? Their lineup top to bottom isn't that bad, right? They uh once again if you listen to the pod here, I'm a kind of a DJ and I'll do the, you know, no run first inning bets every once in a while. The Minnesota Twins are a stay away because they score so early and mm-hmm. often in their games that it makes them dangerous, puts a lot of pressure on the teams that they're playing. Adding another bat like that. Um I I was I've I, I haven't seen this. I was just thinking between them and um we'll get to the other team here in a second. It's not Tampa. There's one other team that I'm thinking about in the AL. Oh, I like it. <clears throat> so I thought about Minnesota with Contreras, but because of that trade with Josh Donaldson and acquiring Gary Sanchez. Um, I yeah, kinda, that's true. But and Sanchez Gary, is having a nice year-ish, hasn't he? But he's no? a terrible, terrible catcher. Horrible I mean, catcher, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Not, he's supposed to be a DH. He's not a catcher. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've done some things that make absolutely no rationale with signing Correa. Like, why? So I... I don't disagree with you. I could see it. Um, moving on, Tampa's next. I have underlined sell. They lost yeah. Franco. They lost uh, Shane Baz. Um, they're going to have to shut down Shane McClanahan, who got kind of roughed up in the Australian. He got game. messed up today, yeah. Um, I, I just, they're over 500. They're in the wild card spot. But honestly, just sell this, the few pieces you have because th- there's no point to contend this year. Yeah, I mean, well, they won 10 straight going into the All-Star break. So, um, or sorry, excuse me. They won six of the last four, 10 straight with Seattle. Um, but still, they're they're over-exceeding expectations. Yeah. The Yankees are going to run away with this division. 
I still think Boston's going to end up ahead of them. I still think Toronto's going to move up because they fired their manager. You know, we'll get to them here in a second. I agree with you. I see them in the seller's market, and I should have brought this up with Minnesota. I also wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota was in the seller's market too because just like Tampa, no one really expected them to be there. And shit, like they're probably losing Correa after the season that he's having to Minnesota. Well, yeah, to that point of Correa, like if you say you caught wind, right? Like you sit him down. Are you leaving? Yeah, I'm opting out. Okay. We're going to move you to New York, right? Sure. For peanuts. Dodgers, whatever. Whatever whatever you can get. Maybe get a nice prospect, like move him. Um, I th- to your point, I think Tampa will do the same thing. The, the thing with Tampa, though, is a lot of the kids are young. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't I think don't there's think a whole Tampa's lot of chips to any. trade. But Zanino, maybe, you know, like maybe Chew. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, the, you never know with them. Maybe they'll ship fucking McClanahan. You never know, right? Like they do. So they do. They do the craziest stuff Wild all the things, time. Dude. I mean, I don't see that happening. That's a hot no, take. But I, I you know, like they they do crazy shit like that, right? I agree. I agree. Um, you aforementioned this team a little bit ago here, Seattle. Yes, absolutely on the hottest fire. team in baseball right now. Yeah, and we kind of got you know some people on TikTok. I think giving both of us a little bit of hardship and as well in the comments with kind of our disappointment because we took that take about 15 days ago before they literally caught fire from a yeah. rocket. Um, love it. I love that Seattle's doing this. this is, we we were rooting for them last year. Like last year, end of the year, you know, me and you were talking. Like, can they well, you do were on, it? And you were on Ty France. Literally, you said if I had to pick a sleeper for MVP last season, it was Ty France. They oh, yeah. rightfully let him into the All Star game. I forget who backed out. Um, and he's having. I, I think he's having the best season out of anyone in the AL at first base right now, just based on the raw data, the raw numbers. Right. I love Vladdy. I I'm a Vladdy guy till I die. But the the facts and the stats are kind of the stats right now, early. Yeah, and and I think France is a being a big addition, right? Like he was one of those guys that was added in a trade for uh, I think it was Nola's Austin Nola's brother, Aaron. No, Austin Nola's Austin Nola. So Aaron Nola's brother, um, which didn't really make a whole lot of sense for San Diego a couple of years ago. They sent Ty France up there, and Ty France has been amazing. Like talk about mm-hmm. a clubhouse leader. A guy that can help Julio Rodriguez make this transition, you know? Right. God, Julio Rodriguez, what a young budding star, right? Right. Home run derby, just incredible. And I, I think that's what's so important with Seattle right now is to kind of highlight and showcase these young players that are coming up um, in the Northwest. Like, this is going to be a really fun team to watch for a long time. And last year, as we had mentioned earlier, they had the opportunity to win and go to the playoffs. They didn't because they didn't have Julio up, right? Yep. They've got him now. They've got Robbie Ray. You know, Logan Gilbert's pitching under three with terrible underlying like metrics, but doing very, very well. George right. Kirby is a young, very good pitcher. Um, they've got Emerson Hancock in the minor leagues that could come up and provide dividends. So I think they have a really good second half to them. The big thing I want to see them at is bullpen. I think they have to go out and get some help. Uh, right now, they've got Paul Seawald, their longtime setup man being their closer. I would like to see him back in that setup role where he really dominates. Go out and get a David Bednar from the Padres or from the Pirates, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Go out and possibly acquire a Brian Reynolds to be that leader in the outfield, you know, with Julio. Jared Kelnick hasn't really worked out. I think he'll be up and down for the next year and year and a half. Like, go out and solidify that with Brian Reynolds and like, yeah, really show people that you want to compete. And again, three years of team control, he's going to be there with Julio. So just a couple things that I think. I think ultimately they add bullpen. Uh, bullpen help. I don't see rotational help, and uh, I, I don't see any flashy bats. 
Yeah, I, I, I see arms here. This this one screams arms, mm-hmm. whether it's bullpen, whether it's the best starting pitcher available, whether it's a starting pitcher you could be to be your third, fourth guy. Uh, they scream arms 100%. Um, my hot take, my wild take, my I would be so hyped if this happens, and this is why I just brought it up earlier, is if Minnesota does get wind, if they can get some peanuts and send them over to Seattle. Yep. And Correa goes over to Seattle for a rental for a half a season to go make your $50 million, go on a run with Seattle. Um, I think that would just be electric. Now, I don't think there's any shot in hell. I haven't seen this anywhere. I just, unfortunately for me, and I agree with you, like Reynolds would be nice, but he's going to cost too much. I don't see a team like Seattle sacrificing that much in their farm system and you know in their development for a guy like Reynolds, even though I think it would make sense. I would love to see, and we brought it up, we were chatting before, like that CC Sabathia moment with yeah. uh, with fucking Correa for somebody, man. Like, I just don't believe in the Twins. It'd be cool for them to sell tickets, make a playoff game, make a wild card game. Yeah, sure, right? But it, it, if all goes the way you and I think it is, like he is going to decline that option and walk because he's having a good season. Um, it'd be fun to see him in a place, in a small market like Seattle, man. Like, it would be so electric to have him on that team. But I, I think arms is the obvious thing. Well, and listen here, there, there is a path to Brian Reynolds. Um, and honestly, Correa too. I, I don't think you're wrong. Correa is not going to require as much, but listen, Jared Kelnick has been a disappointment. I still think as a career player, he's going to be a good startable outfielder. Um, I don't really know what to put his metrics at or as, you know, his stat line. I don't want to like speculate, but I think he'll be a good player. And I would be comfortable as Pittsburgh saying, listen, give me Kelnick. And give me Kyle Lewis, you know, former rookie of the year. Kids had some knee injuries, has had some issues. Give me those two younger outfielders, and I'll sure. give you Brian Reynolds. A two for one in that in that picture is a win win for both ball clubs. Okay, but it, it, Brian, Brian Reynolds through this conversation that we've been having is the guy. Like, no idea where he's going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like everybody needs him, and obviously everybody and, and- needs Luis Castillo too. And these guys are, we're discussing them in the AL because it would make sense for Pittsburgh to ship them off to the other league, but Pittsburgh does crazy stuff all the time, so who knows. All right, let's move to the next team. Yeah, so the last team I have in the AL is the Toronto Blue Jays. Obviously, have fired the manager, you know, have the young kids. We've talked about this team a lot on the podcast. Yep, undisciplined. I think the biggest need they have is bullpen starting pitching. Uh, they've got enough bats. Matt Chapman, you know, Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen's back. You got George Springer. Bats are good. Bats are good. They need pitching. Barrios has not been what we expected. Bro. Um, you know, they've got Manoa. They've got Gosman. Two very, very good pitchers. But if you're going to compete with the Yankees and, and the Astros, you got to find that third guy because as it stands right now, Barrios could lose you a series. No questions asked. Yeah, he's playing. He's horrible. Horrible. So if you don't trust him, I think this is the team that goes out and acquires the number one pitcher, which is uh, Luis Castillo, because they don't necessarily need their minor leaguers. They can ship a Gabriel Moreno, number one catching prospect in the organization, one of the best in overall baseball, to Cincinnati and acquire Luis. Like This is the team that makes this push because they've been disappointing, and the, the second half could change everything for them. Luis Castillo is their guy. And I like the back end of that bullpen, Jordan Romano. Uh, they also have Garcia as their setup man. If they could add one more piece as well to kind of stabilize, you get the bullpen and Luis Castillo. I would probably change them to my AL All Star, uh, excuse me, AL World, um, World Series favorites. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel you. I, I think they're they're obviously all in. You know, over the past two seasons, they've spent a ton of money on free agents, kind of quietly. No one really talks about it, right? But this, like you said, Springer, Gosman, uh, list goes on. I, I agree with you. I I see them being big players in the market here because they have been disappointing. I also wouldn't be like extremely surprised if they didn't do anything because, as I was talking to you, I don't remember it was a few weeks ago. You know, we've been kind of all over the place here, but. I watched a bunch of their games and they're one of the most undisciplined baseball teams I've seen in a long time. Just stupid mistakes on the base running on the base paths, bad coaching, bad discipline. And I think with a change at the top, that's going to help them kind of sure up the little thing, tighten up the bolts a little bit, which will lead to wins. Obviously, Barrios has been asked, right? Like, you know, that's something that we just can't get around and switching managers isn't going to fix him playing better baseball and pitching better. Um, but I think some of the losses that they've had um, will be overcame just because they did make that switch at the top. And, you know, it shows the team like, Hey, this is how you've been playing is unacceptable, even though there's seven games over 500. But as we talked about, they're one of my most disappointing teams. Like I think they should be up with the Astros and the Yankees. Their roster's too good to be this far back. And I know the Yankees are having an unprecedented season right now, but still. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at the disappointment of Barrios. Uh, you look at Hung Jun Ru, who's been hurt. <clears throat> They've had their pieces, but the last team I want to talk about, you mentioned them a little bit earlier, um, is actually Boston because I personally think after the Chris Sale injury, dude, which can you believe I, that? Well, I watched his first start when he came back. He looked electric. He looks fantastic. Great. How slider. does that happen, dude? Pitching here <clears throat> too. Well, and we we need to do this on the next episode. We talked about trout missing games. I heard a crazy stat that since Sale signed that huge contract, which I think now is three or four years ago. At least three years, yeah. Because he was out almost two seasons with the yeah, Tommy, right? He's only played like 60 games, um, which is starting. You know, we'll have to look at the numbers. Man. Yeah. But that rotation was already bad. I, I just I don't think they go out and do anything. I think if anything, they're going to be settlers because Chris Sale's the guy. Like the Orioles well, what's, are 500. What's, you okay. Know? And, Sorry to interrupt. Like, what's what's the sell then? Do we sell Bogarts? Like, are they going to pay him? Like, what's the deal? Like, he's he's the key ingredient, right? Like, are do they ship him? Because if yeah. he's on the market now, once again, like Seattle, we haven't mm-hmm. got to the NL teams yet. But you don't think you know some of these guys at the top here in the National League aren't going to jump on a Xander Bogarts, right? Like, you don't think I'm trying to, you know, like the Phillies, you know, they're up there. The Mets have their shorts up, but still, Bogarts is. He's what, Matt, a top three shortstop in the league? For sure. He's legit. Yeah, well, and I saw a report on The Athletic today regarding Devers and Correa. Um, if this huh. team is not able to rebound this season, the, the the opportunity for both of them to walk, Devers was offered a max, or he was ultimately offered an extension for $21 million a year, which is almost insulting. Devers has been quietly yeah. like he's a an top MVP caliber guy hitter in the league. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, th- this is the first time I've heard this chatter of like this team could see significant changes this offseason. And I think that we could see a massive blockbuster with Devers. No one sees coming, you know, like if they sit him down, much like the Korea conversation we had. And he says, hey, I'm not signing this deal. I could want 32 you- million. And he gets moved at the deadline. I mean, he- as it stands right now, the kid is on fire. He's hitting like 330 with 20 plus home runs. I mean, right. This is a superstar. So Bro. Boston's interesting to keep an eye on. Could you imagine, you know, a scenario? When do they win the World Series? 17, 18, something, something like that. that. Right. We'll say 18, I think, is when they won it. Can you imagine a scenario? They win that World Series 
And at by 2022-2023 season, right? They're out on Mookie's out, Devers out, Bogart's out, and you paid the guy you paid was Trevor Story. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know, you know, riddle me that one, Batman, right? That one's yeah. a little that's a head scratcher. And I don't really give a shit. I don't like the Red Sox, but, but like that's yeah. a you but know, this like all you, started you, with David Price. We talked about that last yes, episode. It yes, all yeah. started with David Price. Like that was the and Chris Sale. You couldn't have, so you couldn't have seen this. Sure, from Chris you're Sale, right. But you're like, right. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's true. It was almost four hundred and fifty million dollars allocated to those two pitchers, and they have given them absolutely. Well, they've gave them a World Series. Well, Sale did, but nothing. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot of money. <clears throat> yeah, I I agree with you, but you're also the Boston Red Sox. You're arguably your top four or five no i don't know and the luxury tax is not our money to spend and all that but that's just interesting right you know you're four or five years after a world series title and arguably your three well definitely your three best players aren't there and you go pick up some kid from colorado who hadn't proved hasn't proven anything like interesting man interesting with the yeah i agree with you i think they're probably the most interesting team at the deadline for sure Oh, yeah. And the story signing to me was a panic move. It was, we haven't done anything. Our fan base is pissed. You know, we got to sign somebody. And he had him by the balls. Um, you he's know, played he could, fine. He hasn't played bad. You know, he's, he's played right. fine. Yeah, but, he hasn't yeah. played 30 plus million or whatever they're paying him. Yeah. Now I'll take the scrubs the Brewers have, the pennies they're paying them over what story has done because they're I pennies, agree. you know? Um, last thing I'll say about the AL, it would be interesting to see the Devers for Soto package. You know, possibly Boston recoups Fuck. some of this this issue from the Mookie bets. You know, they're going to lose Devers. All right, let's go get Soto and give up everything in the minor leagues. Not going to happen, but Whew. could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get to players here soon, but <laughs> Lord, that would. Uh, yeah, I don't even know about that one. That'd be crazy, man. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, let's move to the NL. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kick it off with the Dodgers. Um, not a lot of needs here as well. I think starting pitching uh, is the biggest thing, right? They lost Mad Max in the offseason. They lost Bauer due to the issues. Um, Bueller's also out with the arm issue. Kind of hopefully he'll come back. When's May coming back? Uh, May is throwing right now. He's throwing simulated bullpens. So I think within the next month, we could see Dustin come back. Be a really big up- uptick. You know, it's almost like acquiring a pitcher. 100%. Um, yeah, May's a, May's a quality starter, for sure. Well, and we saw it tonight. Like, I have some concern with Gonsolin in that rotation. He's had great numbers. Um, Mickey Mouse numbers, we'll call it. We and talked about this, yes. Dude, he got lit up tonight. And, and he lost him the game. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that's what that's can, that's going to happen in the playoffs if you don't make a move. So, I think we talked about the Blue Jays going after Luis Castillo. I think the Dodgers actually go after Montas because they have the depth to take him slowly throughout the rest of the season. They don't need him for the regular season. They need him for the playoffs. So I think Montas is a really good fit for the Dodgers. I think also with the way the A's deal, he's not going to acquire or require as much of an asset pull. Um, And he stays in California as well. So I've got Montas going to the Dodgers and in bullpen, right? We need need more bullpen. I don't think Kimbrell is totally trustable in that bullpen. Um, and I think the Dodgers, we've talked about David Bednar for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a great arm. I think they could go out and acquire him. Um, and I think Taylor Malley is the name to keep an eye on. I have him kind of slotted in as a guarantee to the Mets, but I think the Dodgers could could go out and get Malley for some peanuts, and that would be a pretty good uh, signing County as kid. well. Yep, yep. Yeah, 
Um, now I don't disagree with you. It's always the arms of the Dodgers at the deadline. It's never really anything crazy. Uh, I think the only thing crazy we see, and I don't think they can match if what you're saying is, if what you've been reading is true, uh, is a Soto deal. I think that's the only kind of crazy, crazy thing that you'd see come out of Dodgers camp is they're obviously going to be in the Soto sweepstakes. They, uh, they're, they don't care about money. They're the Yankees of the West. They do not care about the luxury tax. They don't need to pay it. They make so much money. They are the second most liked, probably most liked team right now in LA because the Lakers aren't as bad. Um, I agree with you. They need arms, but at the end of the day, maybe the, all they get is Soto. And we'll, we'll see here. Now, yeah, who, who will they give up? They have a good farm system. You would assume Cody Bellinger is in that deal 100%, which doesn't mean shit. He's trash now, but... Um, that that's kind of all I've been seeing and, and speculating around. I don't think if I'm the Nationals and you give me Devers and assets and Bellinger, someone else in their outfield and assets, like I'm probably leaning Boston, but you never know. I, for some reason, the Dodgers and the Nationals already have a good relationship, right? After what they did last year. Yeah, no, you bring up a fantastic point. They've already built that relationship. They've worked out deals like that front office. It, it's you know mutual respect. There's mutual respect, yep. And uh, Bobby Miller, we saw him in the Futures game a couple days ago. He had some issues with control, but he's a very fun arm. He was a college arm, and I like him. I think he could be a big piece of that to that equation. They've got um, Castillo, I think it's his name. I may be saying that incorrectly. He's a catching prospect, 20 years old. I think you're right. Very, yeah. very, very, very good. Um, obviously, they, they traded their other catching prospect to the Nationals last year. So right. you know, the Nationals might just acquire these good backstops. Uh, they also have a couple really, really, really solid college hitters that have gone through the system for the last couple of years. Um, they've got one at AAA. They have the package, and you said it, Cody Bellinger would obviously have to be in there as well. But I, I think Soto, personally for me, that if I'm the Dodgers, I don't allow Soto to get back on that commercial flight. I make this deal tonight because what he just <laughs> oh, did in like the home at run the derby, all-star game yeah 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 you heard the story right the nationals made him sign fly literally commercial he had to like jump on like southwest airlines oh he flew commercial i saw yeah. the one about um the kid Black, for the a's yeah, yeah, for the a's and, yeah and then the astros picked him up you know trying to show a little good faith yeah, um, yeah. i didn't see soto flew what a fu- that's two hours how does that how does sat in the airport for two hours jumped on his you know commercial flight Flew to LA, got in at like 115 the night before the home run derby. And went and out like, there and just hit nukes, nukes and won it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like just the straight disrespect from the nationals at this point, right? Like, you don't want to sign our deal? Like, screw you. Like, you basically don't exist to us. Yeah. That's and fucked up. Yeah. That's why I say, like, the Dodgers don't even let them leave LA. You know what yeah, I mean? Ma- like, magic, ma- magic probably took them out to dinner tonight. Unreal, dude. Magic and um, fucking LeBron. I'm sure. Honestly, I'm being dead serious, too. I'm sure you're probably <laughs> right. You know, I, this, that's why I'm I'm not even joking, too. Like, I could wouldn't be surprised if I woke up tomorrow and the deal is done. Or you while know, like, we're doing this right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um, yeah, I, I I do think Soto ends up with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers out of everybody, they have the best package. I just had to re- I had to refresh ESPN while you're saying that, but um, um, I'm just, I'm gonna lead into the next team here because you kind of brought it up. So you said I you almost guarantee was it t- Tyler Malley I think is his name right? Uh, for Cincinnati going to the Mets. Why arms for the Mets? Like I'm just is that the insurance to Degrom and Scherzer? Because we kind of went back and forth about this last time we were talking about it. Um, wh- why another starting pitcher? You don't think they need bats? I was leaning bats looking at the Mets personally. So I think the bats are okay. What they can acquire, they don't really need a Brian Reynolds. You know, they have Marcana, they sure. have Sterling Marte. Like they've got guys that basically fit that role who are already signed to deals. 
Um, I, you know, they could do a third baseman. I think that would be something that's there, but no one's selling third baseman right now. It's like, what about most- Contreras? Um, yeah, but they have Alvarez in the minor leagues, who was basically the Sanchez six, seven years ago when Gary came up for the Yankees and just hit nukes for the final end of the year. Sure. So he's their guy. He might get pulled up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he might get pulled up. So like, I'm not feeling Contreras. Um, the reason I talk about Tyler Malley was he was the guy that they were going to acquire this off season. Obviously the strike happened that all went down. They chose Carlos Carrasco. Uh, in that rotation, coming back off the injury, instead mm. they're just like we'll we'll stamp out. So I think he could come in, open up a six man rotation, keep these guys fresh. Have and to. also, we've talked about Malley a little bit on here. He's a really good pitcher. He just pitches in a really bad ballpark and doesn't really help his underlying numbers in Cincinnati. I think you take him to the Mets, you even see a better performance than Chris Bassett. And Chris Bassett hasn't been good lately. Agreed. So you know, you kind of need to find that third piece. And you're also talking about Taiwan Walker kind of being incredible, having a career year. Do you really trust that to continue? Like there's a lot of question marks right. with the arms they have. Right. Yeah. Okay. You make a valid point. And the Taiwan, I kind of did, I kind of overlooked the Taiwan Walker factor, right? That he's a Tony Gonsolin, right? When we yeah. went over yep. what are sabermetrics? Like what are some of these numbers? Why do people pay attention to this? Why is this a big deal? Yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, we both looked at him and we're just like, he shouldn't be doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just plain and simple. Like he's having a great year. Don't want to take anything away from him. Right. But you, you bring out Stanton, you bring out, you know, this Atlanta Braves team, you bring out San Diego, right. In the playoffs, even if Bryce Harper comes back in this lineup in Philadelphia, um, it's not going to be easy to get through five, six innings, you know? So yeah. um, you make a valid point. Okay. I, I can get behind where you're at. Yeah, and I, and I think Malley kind of it goes into that classification. Tyler Anderson's right, the Gonsolin. Sure. I think Gonsolin's better than these guys, but Walker's. You know, I like, agree. They're all kind of the same, but in that three, classification, start the hot one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you got yeah. two or three of them, get the guy out there that you know's on his game right now. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Mets. I have him as bullpen as well as Tyler Malley. I think the bullpen's going to need some help as well. Lugo has not been really himself this season. Uh, Diaz has been very nice. You know, solid. Um, but I think bullpen helped too. Kind of moving on to Milwaukee, I just have <laughs> offense circled. Um, you know, as Anything. Brewer fans, like God, they're bad. A hitter. Um, I I think sadly they're gonna pull a traditional Milwaukee move though, and they're gonna go out and they're gonna get Garrett Cooper from Miami, the sexy pick, you know, and right. like he's gonna pair up with Rowdy Telez at first base. And, you know, all of our answers and questions will, will be there because that's Milwaukee for you. Milwaukee needs Brian Reynolds. Yeah, and he's the fit. I mean, he's it's not a fit, question, but, they but he's in the it. division. And yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, he's the obvious fit. Now, he's, Matt, he, yes, yes, he's the, the other pitcher, best pitchers in the division as well, you know. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind another starting arm. Go all in on like, hey, if our offense can score two runs, we'll probably win today. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of even overlooked the Brewers. I could really care less. I just don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think they make a move just, and this is the biased fan in me. So that's just, that's a bad take. It's a bad analysis, but no, 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 it's no. just, it's just prototypical Milwaukee, man. They're not Reynolds is the fit. Reynolds is the choice. Reynolds it's the obvious. Choice. He's obvious yeah. from Milwaukee, but he, they're not going to pay the Piper. What some of these other teams are, his market's going to be way too high. Now, if they could sneak even like a Ben Attendee in there somehow, some way, right? But I just, they, they need anything. They need someone to show up in the batter's box and be like, wow, this guy might actually 
affect the game. That's yeah. I have Josh Bell written down plan. here too. I think they could get Bell. I like from Josh the Bell. Yeah, um, but again, like I think Talaz is okay. I think you know Bell is better. Um, Bell, though, I, I could see Bell. He's not going to cost a whole lot. You know, you're not really going to have to give up like the Bryce Terangs or the the Mitchells or the Phoenix. Um, but the Brewers, and it's interesting. Like I watched the MLB draft this week. And you could see how organizationally some of these teams are choosing to do things. By the way, you know, to have, I think it was four um, children of former major leaguers chosen in the first round. That was kind of cool. First and second overall to go for Matt Holiday's kid and then Andrew That's Jones' right. kid. Very cool. These kids are babies. It makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> to, to the point of bringing this up, Milwaukee drafted a very un, unsexy shortstop. Kids, very interesting swing. I mean, a lot of moving pieces, good defender, good athlete. But Milwaukee's creating a team be a prospects for three years from now when there's no shift. And yeah, athletes matter, right? When the second baseman needs to be athletic, when the shortstop needs to be athletic, when the outfielders are making base hits and they're stealing bags, that's going to be Milwaukee. And with Finnick and Mitchell in the outfield, you could trade one of those guys or both of those guys for Reynolds here. But I really do see what they're doing down the road, and I don't think they're going to sacrifice that kind of vision and that plan, knowing where the rules are headed. Yeah, well, I mean, as fans, their their business plan is to be competitive, make the playoffs, shoot your shot at a championship, but be competitive, right? Yeah. Like their goal is to win the division every year, right? Like that's that's a success for Milwaukee every year, which that's not a bad thing, you know. Like that's a very spoiled take yeah. you know, as a fan oh fuck i'm so mad well, they always Milwaukee win the team. division you know like 100 percent. like they mm-hmm. are they are the kansas city royals of years past but they've done it more consistently in the royals yep. the royals just happen to hit on all their their prospects just peaked at the right time you know yeah when when they had salvi kane hosmer um moose at third base you know like everyone all those guys just happen to peak at the right time um but yeah i, I agree I, I don't really see them doing much what uh what about Atlanta and San Diego? What do you think with those two guys? Yeah, I've got bullpen for both. I think San Diego is okay with starting pitching. Uh, I, What's I, up I with Tatis? Do we have anything? No official word. I think he has started to do bat work, so the wrist at least is strong enough to do that. Um, I think okay. San Diego is a team to watch for Soto as well. You know, They've okay. got pieces in those minor leagues. I think they're also willing to spend. They desperately want to beat the Dodgers. They need they've been slipping, but... They got money allocated to Machado and Tatis, so Soto would have pushed them almost a billion dollars for these three players. Right. Um, hey, we'll see. But bullpen, definitely. Rodgers has not been great at the back end of that bullpen. They acquired him from Minnesota earlier this season. Again, back to David Bednar, best closer on the market. You know, He's the guy. I think he could also fit in San Diego. Atlanta, I think, needs to acquire one of these starting pitchers, Castillo or Montas, if they're serious, because the Correct. youngsters in the rotation outside of Max Fried are question marks. Ian Anderson has been terrible. Uh, Kyle Wright has been an emergence, but you don't trust emerging pitchers, right? Uh, Charlie Morton, completely inconsistent, is more of a second-half pitcher, but again, he's almost at 40 years old. Like, if the Braves want to... Yeah, he had his run last year. Yeah. You know, like, can he do mm-hmm. it again, right? Can he do it again? Absolutely. So... Castillo, but I honestly I don't think they're going to make any waves. You don't think Atlanta's going to do anything? You think they're just going to run with who they got? Yeah, they got a good team, good young like their team is very solid. Good. I, I like the Braves. You know this. Um, yes, 
And your big argument on why they can't beat the Mets is just if DeGrom and Scherzer, right? And yep. those their their health is massive question marks too, you know? And if those guys don't do it, they can they can easily beat the Dodgers in a playoff series, no doubt. Like well, and from I Atlanta's think those, perspective. I think those top teams, sorry, one last thing. I think the top teams, Dodgers, Mets, Braves, San Diego, you know, excluding Milwaukee there, who's a game back of San Diego, like I think when healthy or with the current roster construction, I I'd take any, feel good about taking any of those four teams to win it. I don't think the Dodgers are a shoe in. We've seen this song and dance for the past five years with them. Yeah, no, I, I think if healthy, the Mets are the team to beat because of Scherzer right. and Degrom. I've been saying right. that all year, right? Because from Atlanta's perspective, even if you go out and you get Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas, doesn't Scherzer matter. and Degrom are beating them. <laughs> right? Maybe Castillo pitches fantastic three games and allows three runs in three games and gets one win. Um, but why go out there and spend the assets when you know the next three, four years you've got these assets and these guys for the Mets are only getting older? Um, so I think Atlanta may just reinforce the Will Smith, uh, Kenley Jansen back end of the bullpen, but like there's no need to go crazy. Again, we've got names like Ian Happ, uh, Noah Sindergaard's out there. I could see the Braves trading for Sindergaard, you know, quality veteran arm. Um, but again, like not going to make a difference in the playoffs. Uh, one of the last two teams I have. Syndergaard against the Mets would be pretty sick. In the playoffs, that would be though. sick. And, yeah. I, and I said Syndergaard for the Blue Jays too. Like if you're not looking to make a crazy wave, like he was originally on the Blue Jays before they traded him to the New York Mets. That's right. right. For R.A. Dickey. Um, so, you know. R.A. Dickey. <laughs> there's a name for it. One you. hit wonder, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, so last couple teams, Philly, St. Louis. Philly, we we already know here. It's bullpen. There's no question about that. Yeah, just anybody to throw anybody. strikes and not give up five runs after the sixth <laughs> inning yeah. um, would be fantastic for them. You know, I mean, their whole thing is, and it's all going to be dependent on Bryce, how long that hand's taking um, to come back after. I, I agree. I mean, we talked about the Phillies as just like their bullpen. They're a catastrophically terrible. Yeah. If they had a good bullpen, they'd probably be winning the division. The fact they're only nine games back, uh, well, I guess they're twelve games back of the 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 Mets is is a miracle. I, I really yeah. don't know how they they're only eight games back in the loss column, but um, oh, they're well, twelve. It is twelve th- in the loss. These but are the still. things like these teams in the in the in the wild card picture. Like Philly's in right now. Yeah, but do you really want to give any assets up to to better a team when you possibly no. are only playing one game? No, no. And Philly already doesn't have any assets. Um, they yeah, did. They, they take, blew their load already. Yeah, they did take Carl Crawford's Just like Boston. kid in the draft. Um, oh, really? Yeah, actually, uh, he's nice. uh, he's from out here in Vegas. I guess he went to go to one of the private schools up in the the nice Summerlin area. Um, nice. But he's eighteen, so you know what I mean. Like he's he ain't gonna be there. He's four soon. years out, three, four yeah. years out. Yeah. Um, and then St. Louis starting pitching is an absolute. I mean, it's triple circled. Like that's one of their big weaknesses right now. Michaelis and Wainwright have been really nice for them. Uh, but Flaherty's basically done. I think Flaherty's probably out for the year now. Yeah. Um, you get some other issues, guys floating around there. But shortstop as well. Again, short, it could could be a Correa landing spot. You know, mm. we'll see. Um, but but yeah, those those are my that's my wrap up for it. I, I, there's not a lot of huge names. I think the Soto trade will be what fires off this off or this this um, trade deadline because I think it happens. Okay. I think Hold on. Let's 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 uh. Let's move. Let's take a break, and then we'll get into players real quick to wrap up the episode. 
All right, so for the last part here of the episode, we're just going to go over a couple players. We brought up a lot of players in the last segment for what team needs, but I wanted you to run through some guys. We'll start with Soto, right? Like, we can break that down even farther here. But then some of the other guys that we don't didn't think we gave enough love to and where we think they can go and how big of an impact they can actually make. So kick it off with Soto, what you're hearing, what you're thinking, and why you actually think that this trade is going to go down before the deadline. Yeah, I think the relationship at this point, we've kind of talked about this a little bit throughout the episode, is just so torn now with Washington Nationals and Soto that now's the time to strike so that he doesn't sit out. We've never really seen that in baseball. Like, I'm just not playing. I'm sitting out. Like, a relationship gets so torn that, you know, the team and the player can't actually resolve an issue. Um, but I th- I think the, the immense value that comes with him is his age and the time that you're going to be able to actually hold on to him, which is two years before you even have to consider signing him to that contract. So the sooner you bring him in, the, the, the bigger the deal you can give him, but the longer time period you can space that money out. That's why I believe this is the time. This is the kind of trade deadline for him to be moved. I do. I think he goes to the Dodgers. I think they have the most money so they can kind of guarantee that $500 million deal, whether he wants to do a seven, eight year deal so that he's a free agent again by 31 or 32, ultimately getting two max deals. Or if he wants the, you know, financial 15, 16, yeah, of 500, 550, 600, right? Like LA can pay that. Um, But again, like who else enters the fray? Does Boston get involved? Like if other teams come calling and have good packages, I could see this dragging out actually longer because the Nationals are ultimately going to say, okay, if you're willing to give me that, they're giving me this, like you need to add more. And as those negotiations happen, like the deadline may actually pass. So it'll really be, does someone come in with an unbelievable offer? And it's just, you know, we're taking this deal. Um, Yeah, that's kind of my take on Soto. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting because we haven't seen a a holdout type of situation like we see, obviously, in the NBA, right? Um, yeah. In football, of course, right? Uh, so it, it would it would be quite interesting, you know, to see what Washington would do. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit, right? Like, I mean, I think a Devers type of package might be more enticing than the Dodgers, right? Uh, we could see the Mets coming out of left field, right? It's gonna it's gonna be one of these big market teams, right? Our our beloved Brewers aren't gonna sell the farm for Soto and pay him five hundred million as much as we'd love that, right? <laughs> um, it's gonna be one of these big big teams, right? And maybe a sleeper like the Angels or like Seattle, maybe, right? Um, but I, I do think I agree with you. I think I think it's either the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. I think it's gonna boil down to the heavy hitters in the Mm -hmm. league, the teams that are always swinging for the fences when it comes to um, spending money, right? And the the Yankees and Dodgers are at the top of that list, right? The the Red Sox are a little bit below that. Um, I I think that relationship with LA is going to be what does it at the end of the day, right? LA is going to say, look, man, we've got XYZ prospect here. We'll give you belly. Do you want an arm? Do you want a young guy? You know, who who do we need to sell, to get this going here to get it good? Do you want Trey Turner back? Who knows, right? I don't know. Uh, what do we need to do to get this taken care of? And we'll offer him the contract. We'll consider it done. And Soto will be out there with Mookie Betts making 
a billion dollars, right? Basically, those yep. two contracts combined, um, probably helping the Dodgers at least get to another World Series, if not win another one. So I agree with you. I think it's them or the Yankees. Now, I don't know either one of their teams' farm systems as well as you do, but I just know both of those teams will not blink at picking up a top five, top 10 player at that tab. Because even if he does agree to the $15 million deal, even if he agrees to the seven, eight, uh, sorry, not 8 million, seven, eight year deal, um, it'll be a bargain in five or six years. It really will for the talent that they're probably going to get from him. Well, and there's, there's a piece here that we didn't bring up yet that I actually caught wind of this week. And I, I really do think that the equation, the variable that is Aaron judge is a key piece here. Hmm. The Yankees obviously have their superstar, their leader, Aaron Judge. He's in his contract year. He's 30. He'll be 31 next year. We've talked on podcasts a lot about will the Yankees pay him. I've said they have to pay him. You don't really have a choice. Even if he, even if the contract burns you bad at the end, you got to keep Aaron Judge. Right. But the conversation this week was how crazy would the Yankees to be to just ship Judge out before the deadline, before this run ends they're on this season. Correct. Yeah. Or Soto doesn't happen, right? It's impossible. It's, it's impossible. Just, it would so then be. It would shatter. It the would realm be the next everything. It would be not that these guys are on that level, but it would. It, it could. You could fall into the curse of the great Bambino type yes. of bullshit. Like yes, you know, going yes. doing some some shit like that. So for sure. that is taking the Yankees out of the equation a lot for me. Um, because then there's, then there's the next part. Okay, this offseason, say they. They do sign Aaron Judge. Well, then he's almost untradeable, right? You can't go right. out and go get Soto. And the Nationals aren't taking Giancarlo Stanton's contract. That's not happening. Sure. So, like, this, there's this money. Yes, while there's money in New York, I feel like they're just in this really weird window where, like, this isn't going to work for them. Um, kind of like how Boston was when A-Rod was supposed to go to Boston and not New York. If you remember that situation, what is about yeah. 15, 16 years ago now. But I do think the Devers package is fair because Devers is looking for about 30 a year. They offered Soto about $30 million a year. You get your superstar, guy that's going to play well. You build around him. It is either, for me, Boston or L.A. And I am. I am. I'm agreeing with you. I think that relationship with the front office is, is going to lean towards L.A. Yeah, cool. Uh, who else you got over there? So we actually have another, key guys. <laughs> we have another Soto. So Soto for the Detroit Tigers pitch tonight. Uh, Gregory Soto, closer. I think left-handed arm here is going to be something that many teams kind of, um, you know, they they salivate over. Like this is going to be the guy that's going to come in and be a setup man, or going to be a high leverage left-hander in the playoffs. And with where the Tigers are, there's no reason to hold on to him. I think Gregory Soto gets moved, and I think this was again being a left-handed arm is probably one of the most coveted bullpen arms next to Bednar for the Pirates. I think Nelson Cruz, big DH here. Him and J.D. Martinez are the next two on my list. I kind of view them the same. I think J.D. has a little bit more bat-to-ball contact skills left in his career. Um, Cruz kind of has the powers kind of fading, but also he's in a bad lineup. So what does he look like in a Milwaukee? You know, what does he look like being shipped out to Tampa Bay again, right? Like, does J.D. (laughs) end up coming to Milwaukee? I think these are a couple names that, like, yeah, they're bottom of the barrel, but they could get hot. This could be your David Freeze of the playoffs because you just can't you can't get him out. Um, yeah. I personally would rather have JD Martinez. Yeah, no, I would too. I I think 
I mean, you're you know you're 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 rolling the dice with Nelly, right? And I love Nelly Cruz. You know, he's he's a legend. He's a very very good play, playoff performer as well. Um, but I think either one of those two veteran guys would be great for a Seattle man. Like I, I I'm so high on the Mariners, especially the way they closed out uh, the first half of the season, right? Like I think a good veteran guy would be perfect to pair in there with some of the young guys, obviously J Rod and some of the other dudes that they have over there. Um, no, I agree with you. I think those two names would be interesting. And I think JD Martinez is part of the domino effect of, De- of not Dever, excuse me, um, of Bogarts, right? Bogart stays, JD stays. JD is on a contract year, so I'm sure he'll probably walk. But if they keep Bogarts, they're going to run the table with JD, see what they can do. He won them that, or he was on that team that won them the World Series a few years ago. Um, I, I agree. I feel like you'd have to take, you, I'd feel kind of dumb saying take Cruz at this point in both of their careers over JD. I mean, JD was playing tonight in the all-star game. <laughs> yeah. And I think the money, I think the money might be like if Milwaukee or Tampa is trying to decide between one of them, they may take Cruz over Martinez because Martinez sure. is deal. But at that point, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, like, what are we talking about? I mean, you, about- you don't, you don't have one guy that hits over 260. Yes. You might, might want to get the guy that can at least hit over 300, <laughs> get you a hit yeah. once a game or one, once yes. every two games. Okay. Come on. Uh, two more names on the list. We've got uh, Murphy from the A's. Basically, their only good player left. Uh, <laughs> I think I had him written down for Tampa. Like, we kind of talked about Tampa being sellers and not making deals. Like if they're crazy enough to think that they have a chance and like Franco can come back and Baz can come back, sure. maybe they go out and get Murphy. They need the power in the lineup and Murphy can definitely provide that. And also as well, kind of with um, Mejia there, they can kind of move guys around. Like they don't have to keep him at catcher, you know, five days a week. They could really play him two, three days there. Uh, but also, again, Houston's on opportunity. Um, I, I think the Yankees, even an opportunity, right, kind of really solidify that position. But anybody that needs a catcher, I think Murphy's the guy that they're going to be calling after Contreras. Sure. Yeah, I liked uh, I even penciled in San Diego for him as mm-hmm. as a potential spot. You know, just they need they need lineup help, dude. You know, yeah. like the, there's only so much the pro fars of the world can do for you. Right. And I like him. He's a good player. Solid, solid, you know, but. Come playoff time, you you need more consistency in the lineup. So I, I even had them penciled in there, but I agree with you um, for some of those destinations for him as well. Well, yeah, and this last name that I have for you, well, it's Ian Happ. You know, he's the perfect example of a guy at the deadline. We talked about David Freeze. He said that name. I said it a few times too uh, after you did. This is the guy. Ian yeah, Happ, I agree. Garrett Cooper. Like this is the guy that you acquire at the deadline and goes out and plays like Jock Peterson and just absolutely wins you a playoff series for no reason, right? They're just hot. And I think the Yankees, you talked about them needing a left-handed bat, perhaps a switch hitter. That would be a really nice fit. The Dodgers, they've done well with Chris Taylor through the years, kind of being their super utility, adding Ian Happ to kind of that same role, I think would be really good for them. Or the Padres, right? You said it. They need lineup help. They need outfield help. you know. And if it's not Brian Reynolds answering the call, maybe it's Ian Happ. And I think, again, with a switch hitting approach, like that would be really, really good in San Diego. Yeah, I totally agree, dude. And I think kind of wrapping up the episode today and wrapping up, you know, free agency, I think every single year, at least me, I don't know about you, but I, and I feel like a lot of the media as far as Major League Baseball, we get so wrapped up in the arms, right? We get so wrapped up in the arms. You need to go get the arms. You need to go sign. You need to get you Darvish. You need to trade for Max Scherzer. You need to get the, and all that stuff works. Do not get me wrong. Like these guys win you games, but it's the little fucking moves every year. And there was no better team that proved that last year than Atlanta. 
right? It's the guys that you just don't think about. They're like, oh, they they traded for Jock Peterson, right? Or here's Solaire. They 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 traded for Solaire, right? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, cool. Solaire's a nice <laughs> player, you know. One's fucking World Series MVP, twenty five you know, home but, runs in the second half, right? Like, how just, crazy is that? You know, like I agree with you. It's the Ian Haps. It's the Brian Reynolds, like a hundred percent. Like if those guys move, you know, Soto is obviously going to do his thing. You know, guys are freaking stud, but it's those little guys that come up in the bottom of the ninth with one out and hit a walk off home run. And you forget who he is three years later. Like it just is what it, unless you're a hardcore baseball fan, you know, like it just is what it is, man. And and I can't wait to see this deadline pass and see where these guys land. Cause I agree with you. The Yankees could get another arm. They could get this guy, that guy, they go get Hap to go put shit, Matt seventh in that lineup. Right. Or bat him at the top, just in between some of the righties, just to throw off the pitchers, bro. You know, like it, it could be, it could be all the difference in the world. Matt Carpenter is a great example for the Yankees Mm -hmm. this year already. I know they didn't trade for him or anything, but it's just, it's always the little guys. And those are always the guys in the world series runs that win it for you every single year. Atlanta had no business winning last season. They smoked the Dodgers, smoked the Astros. It's crazy. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate you all. We're back. Ready for action. I'm vacationed out. Matt's going on vacation for a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know. You're, you're just like a work vacation type of deal. But we're back pumping out content, pumping out episodes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at PitcherBetPod. You can follow Matt Morris on Twitter at Matt underscore E underscore Morris. And me, Matt Guest, at Matt underscore Guest, G-E-S-T. We'll see you guys later.